class exchange Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things And the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex, Jamie Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things And the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex. I'm Jamie, and on today's episode, I'm chatting to Amy Valentine about seeking validation through sex, which, as you probably know, is a very, very important topic for me. Um, I'm really glad that we got to speak about it. I think more people should be kind of aware of this kind of thinking and maybe, you know, check in on yourself once in a while about why you might be pursuing sex and all that stuff. But yeah, I'll let the episode speak for itself. Um, yeah, really glad I got to speak to Amy about that. I'm also chatting to Kirsty about another super important topic, uh, sexual assault at gigs and festivals. Again, I'll let Kirsty speak for herself in this, but she's done some really interesting research into this area. Another thing that I think is super important to be talking about. Um, I'm very proud to have had Kirsty on the podcast chatting about it. And I'm also chatting to Kathy from The Wild One about their organic vegan lube, which I'm actually a big fan of. Um, <laughs> I grabbed myself a bottle of it after the chat that I had with her on the podcast. And yeah, it's really good stuff. And, you know, vegan. It's friendly to the world and animals. It's fucking great. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. Make sure you check us out on Instagram. All the people that are on this episode are in the description. Go say hi to them if you like what they're talking about. And yeah, hope to see you in the next one. Love you. Bye. Hello, Amy. Hi, Jamie. I want to talk about something that I feel like we've been kind of working through together mm-hmm. in our time as friends. Yes. Uh, getting validation through sex. Yes, very guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> so when when we met, it was a little bit before I recorded episode three of this podcast, talking to my counsellor at like the kind of the crux of my sex addiction counselling mm. and basically long story short I w- was getting used to the idea of like I was probably seeking out sex because of validation and like self esteem stuff mm-hmm. and I told you about that and you kind of, it kind of resonated with you a little bit right? Yeah a lot I st- I, I'd still I don't know if I still do it really as much but I used to do it a lot yeah do what? sex validation because I was, uh, at the time I was in a very like toxic on-off, didn't really know whereabouts, I stood with this boy and he was just kind of like fucking me about and very manipulative and then so he'd be like, oh I want to be with you and then we'd be together for a little bit and then he'd be like, well no actually I don't want to be with you anymore, sorry, psych. So then but, like there was a lot of, in the, just before like he was able to commit properly, I was really into him but he was like still dating other people blah 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 so I was like fine well I'll, I'll date other people I don't care mm. two can play this game and it kind of got into a competition of us both being like who can what about why I fucked my I fucked this guy the other day he was like yeah well cool I'll fuck my ex and I'd be like okay cool <laughs> so then like I, because yeah it was really brutal and he'd be like you know and I'd see him leave my house that day and then go and hang out with his ex and like yeah. know that they'd be fucking it was really awful um, that sounds shit yeah I'm glad I'm out of that let yeah. it on go for two years though which is not ideal but now at least I've learned that how you know my my therapist always says at least now I know he's helped me realise the way that I should be treated and what I should never tolerate yeah so yeah I used to 
you know, kind of because I couldn't get validation from him because I didn't feel like I was enough for him. I didn't think that he wanted me. I would then try and get it from other people. So I'd just sleep around and and then like a lot of the time as well, like I'd never hear from these guys afterwards. Not that I really wanted to, but it was more about like, I started to get really down about it because I just wanted to feel wanted. And I think ultimately it wasn't about the sex. It was about the fact that, you know, even after we, cause we'd had some really fun dates. None of them would even want to just like, you know, talk or hang out again after that. Like I was just, I was like, am I not even fun enough to just hang out with again? Even if the sex was shit. Mm. But yeah, it was just, it's more about like, yeah, I just, I was, it never felt like it never hit the high that I needed. And I'd be like, Oh, you know, I'll do this. This is a great idea. And the next day I'd be like, just feel absolute shame because it was not really a very good idea. Shame. Why was it not a good idea? Because it was just like, the sex was always bad. I always felt guilty about it and it was always this like awkward situation. Everyone was worried about me. I'm like, oh, who's this boy? And mm. we'd play like, I'd come down in the morning and they'd be like, was it Connor? No. Mm. Was it this one? So yeah, I just felt like a bit of a, even though I hate using the word, a bit of a slut. Yeah. I definitely had a similar thing where when I was kind of, before I'd realised that I probably had a problem with how much sex I was having, it was the exact same thing of I'd have a girl over she would leave, I'd go downstairs and then my housemates would play the game of guessing who mm. it was. Um, and like, you know, which one was it tonight? And at it's first that's- new one! Yeah, at first well, that's funny. funny yeah. But after a while it's kind of like, uh, you start to kind of question if like how much you do it is normal or like how much you're getting out of it or whatever. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until, I, I, I realized it was it was validation like very late on through my, like I had a lot of counseling mm. for sex addiction before I realized it was a validation thing. The second I did realize that it all kind of clicked into place mm. and my counseling then changed into like how to get counseling elsewhere in life, which is really hard when, for me it was really hard. Like when you, you've only done it through sex for basically your whole life. Mm. like you have to learn that like oh you know when I create something and that feels good that should be validating and like when my friends tell me they love me that should be validating you know and it's mm. it's quite hard I had to learn how to do that yeah I didn't get a lot of validation from my friends really no I think and also like because I, I do like my obviously my Instagram is you know I've got lots of followers on there mm. but you know I could post a picture I post a picture most days and I get loads of comments being like, oh you're so pretty well, mm. well I love your hair but none of it ever goes in yeah. so like and even if like some of my friends could be like oh and then, you know, I like your dress today it won't really go in it's only when someone like really really close to me will say it that I'll actually kind of recognise it and be like ah oh, well you know they must mean that but everyone else even if they do genuinely mean it or not it just doesn't I don't process it yeah. so I think it's quite hard for me to feel validated a lot of the time yeah the processing thing is definitely a thing I, I feel because that, that word is I've used that word before like yeah I, I release an album and mm. got loads of really cool comments and messages and stuff mm. and none of it went in but yeah. I fucked a girl who I thought was out of my league and felt great for like a week yeah and that's really sad isn't it well yeah how much work did you put into that album versus yeah. fucking a girl for one time yeah exactly and it's yeah. like but we all attach value to different things I guess um, wow and I needed to learn to shift that a bit and I'm not fully there mm. like I was talking to you today about a girl that <laughs> I might be getting with who's really good looking and I, I'm very very aware that I'm only really doing it to like make myself feel better yeah well that's the thing that you're getting like more excited about than like a lot of other things that maybe you should be getting more excited about yeah yeah I feel you on that one yeah it's rough I think a lot of people have sex validation and don't realise it mm. do you ever have it 
with like you know validation do you ever look at people that you fucked and be like yeah nice I got that oh yeah absolutely yeah and then yeah. you get your validation again because you've had sex with that person yeah it comes back again. yeah yeah yeah. I get that I'm just like yeah Definitely. I got, I got yeah. that person I've, I've, nice. had sex, I've had sex with some famous people and mm. it, it keeps coming back and you're like, like afterwards I'm like oh, yeah which is which is gross bang like, that I wish I wish I didn't feel I wish I didn't feel like that because I don't get that level of validation for fucking releasing an album yeah I look back at the album and I'm like oh it was shit yeah, anyway. uh, rubbish <laughs> it didn't come out for ages whatever yeah it fucking sucks um, so it, I've got a long way to go I think but I think it's something that people should talk about because I can see not that like like after having all this counselling and learning kind of what what validation is you know through sex and whatever not that I feel like above anyone because everyone's everyone's going through their different struggles and stuff Mm. but I do kind of see it more now and kind of see other people doing the same thing I used to do and talking the same way I used to talk and kind of think like oh should I say something intervene yeah a part of that was with you as well yeah I got really angry yeah fuck you no I'm not yeah goes and shags another person <laughs> yeah and then, I, and then I basically made you get counselling yeah and it's great love it yeah Jamie will leave a link to um, his better help below so you can get a free week trial <laughs> just like I do do recommend you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really good that really meant a lot though to me like, when I'm still said, doing it yeah she's that, great yeah. got a new one Kate she's brilliant nice love it yeah when you first told me like oh yeah you were right about this thing like this is a bad pattern yeah I was like thank god like, fucking hell why does she have to I mean yeah it makes sense I had to hear from the therapist well you have to yeah you yeah. should hear from anyone else yeah. if, you, if you have any inkling that this is something that you're doing you should, you should talk to a professional mm. never listen to your friends or no I, I relied on my friends for everything yeah. and that was um, actually really bad I'm glad I finally have a therapist now mm. and I give such good advice now to all my friends I'm like listen child <laughs> I have therapy now so I know exactly how that's to what I'm this. saying like, it, not that we feel above everyone else we feel a little bit above I, everyone I, else I can perceive certain situations you ca- you're calmer that's the thing that, that's the thing that people don't yeah think yeah I'm calmer yeah like people see counselling as like a big scary thing where you talk to someone about your problems it is that it is scary but what it gives you is like peace mm. in your mind and you're and you you're calmer when it, when things happen and you can be a lot more logical so yeah, when you see your that. friends flapping about stuff yeah. you can kind of you see it a bit differently yeah I, I, I tell my friend she's recently gone through a breakup I was so wise with it. I literally you know when you, <laughs> you when you hear yourself talking you're like god I'm so fucking wise <laughs> I was just like it's the the thing is you need to realise that this with this boy it was the end of a chapter and you know ultimately he's actually done you a favour by letting you go it wasn't going to work it wasn't you need to just say thank you and move on mm. and realise that it's a good thing and I was like hey, why won't he be with me <laughs> honestly I'm just I, I'm the last person to ever listen to my own advice but like that's completely a whole nother matter yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm bomber advice now come find me I will absolutely you know live your life well tell you how to live your life in the best way no one really and then not follow any of your own yeah, advice no, no, yeah. yeah but baby steps yeah baby it's fine steps. yeah but yeah I think I think um, I think a lot of people are having sex because it makes them feel better about themselves, and that's not always a bad thing. But like, I think a lot of people are having sex with people they don't necessarily like because it makes them feel better about themselves, yeah. or they're, they're they're at least like pursuing something. And I definitely was for years and years and years and years. 
Mm. And I definitely still am a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, making, steps. Steps. I'm making progress. But I think if, if anyone thinks that they're going through that, then it doesn't hurt to take a step back and think about it. Mm. Um, yeah. And try and, t- try and get validations from, validation from other parts of your life, which is really fucking hard. Mm. Considering how much shit I get up to. Yeah. Like, and do, I really struggle to like, feel like any of it is good. Yeah. But, Shag a famous gamer girl on Twitch and you feel fucking great about yourself. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Hello everyone, it's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. Alright? This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counselling session with me and my counsellor from BetterHelp, um, and I've been on it for years now, probably like coming up to like four years, I think, maybe five years I've been on it, um, getting counselling um, on a weekly basis, and I love it. Um, and yeah, it's really it's really nice. It's a bit like Tinder for therapists. You, you put in like your problems, <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about, and then it comes up with all these different counsellors who um, specialise in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool I've gone through like probably probably about 14 counsellors in my time on BetterHelp for me living in London especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in person therapy is really expensive Um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh online securely online um yeah i send messages at all at all points in, in the day and night um it's pretty good for that you can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So they are sponsoring this podcast now, which is cool, which means we have a discount link. Um, you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah love you bye hey Kirsty hey Jamie so you wanted to come talk to me about a study that you did right yeah so I the study that I did was um, about basically sexual assault um, within live music um, and any scene basically I I went quite deep into it um, yeah was sort of looking at you know researching as to why it happens and and you know the amount it still happens and connecting it to to different movements such as like the me too movement etc um it was basically like to identify solutions um you know within the market and and see what was out there already in in regards to you know particular charities um that were were sort of trying to to combat it basically Mm. so when you say when you say sexual assault at like say live music what do you mean like specifically so it again it was it was quite of a it was quite wide it could have been um either a festival or you know a smaller gig or um i actually looked into um behavior at like music like clubs and stuff as well right yeah um you know so any anywhere that's sort of like got a live music scene or you know a music scene yeah um and you know, you're, you're in an inside or an outside space. Um, mm. and it's, you know, mixed genders, yeah. um, 
everything like that so yeah i i was looking into uh, like government statistics about sexual abuse in general um, right. and obviously you kind of find that it's mostly women that get abused and the term sexual abuse or sexual assault um is actually you know quite general they actually um right. regard it as any touch you know whether it's on your arm or anywhere on your body that's mm. not not consented to okay so you know i think that's definitely something as well that that people you know they don't quite understand perhaps and i i put it mm. all down to education in the end right. um you know after after looking into it, all my research and everything i i put it down to there's not enough education on it um, there's not enough education to young boys to tell them that that's wrong. You can't, you know, you can't touch someone without them saying that it's fine. And there's not enough education in like, even for young girls and they don't know what, if it's wrong or not. I think that it gets taken into when people are older, it it kind of gets taken. Yeah. Into like adult life as well. If, if you were never taught it when you were younger. Yeah. So I think, I definitely think that everything is down to like boils down to a, a point of, of, educating our younger generations on on mm. the topic yeah i actually i did a, a survey basically an anonymous survey just to find out like how many people had experienced something under that definition of of sexual assault at a, yeah. a gig or a festival mm. and it, it was just yeah it's a bit harrowing really because it was i think it ended up being about 70 odd percent jesus yeah. um yeah had all had all experienced it in some form you know and I wanted to find out whether they'd seen any signs or any sort of help lines or anything mm. dotted up around like venue gigs or right, or, yeah, or marketed at festivals that was like a safe space um, yeah. for them to to go to if they felt threatened or if they didn't know what had just happened or you know anything like that or if they just even just had a funny feeling like I think I think what we need to make a norm is that people should just be willing to talk about or willing to seek help even if they just feel a little bit uncomfortable because I think yeah. if you don't really understand if why you're feeling like that it's best to go and, and you know figure that out mm. um so my yeah in, in the end it ended up being that I found like a bit of an entry point in the market for a charity basically to to work with venues and promoters etc um, right. to do a little bit more than what current charities are, are doing yeah um you know to align it really heavily with with when you're selling tickets to festivals or gigs and and stuff like that and whether there's a, a, a case of being able to get artists to address it at the start of a show i was really inspired actually it was by um i don't know if you've seen it there was this video that um of sam carter from architects yeah um he where he like he he saw it happening he saw a, a guy grab a girl's boob i think when she right. was crowd surfing yeah yeah um and he's just like get the fuck out of my gig like yeah you know I'm not he, having he stopped any- the set he stopped the yeah, set stopped yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah and he was just like i'm not having any of that on my show like get the fuck out yeah. and I, I was really inspired by it. i was like yeah that's that's really cool right because you know it it does again on on a deeper level i think it does come down to you know uh, again it's really deep but like rape culture and and mm. this and this stuff that we have um, going on with like certain lyrics in, in like, you know, rap music, for example. Um, There are a lot of um, different avenues to, to explore within it, but even, yeah, even to the point where I think it would be great if artists started addressing that sort of stuff more so at their shows, um, you know, to make it clear that it's not, you know, it's, they can't have that. Like it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a good thing. And if it just makes someone stop and think, Oh, I didn't even like know that that wasn't cool. Like, right, yeah, you know, yeah. It, and it's kind of like it, it blows your mind. It like, of course, it blows your mind to think that people wouldn't understand that 
what consent is and and what's not cool mm. and what is cool so but it you know it happens and and yeah i feel like that's part of the problem in, in that the some people that kind of you know maybe they know about consent so much that it doesn't even enter their mind that, that people right. might want to do this like i feel like they're part of the problem as well because they're not going to be speaking up about it because right. i'm definitely like I, I definitely count myself in that um you know back in the day of like mm. me being like well i know i know that like you know you shouldn't do this you shouldn't be touching people mm. like when they're drunk and shit like that yeah yeah um but what's obvious to me isn't obvious to everyone so i should be speaking up about it more you know yeah, so, yeah, yeah. to make it clearer um yeah, definitely. yeah so yeah it's definitely a thing yeah definitely um i, I think the, mu- the music industry is getting well maybe more like the rock industry is getting yeah. more more kind of awoke, awake awake more woke they get more woke, woke. yeah <laughs> it's I, I, was, totally woke. I went to use it and i was like no i'm way too old to use that word oh, mate, <laughs> you know it's one of those words where like uh, like it's like in it and like like yeah. king and stuff like Sick. that like you yeah you start saying it as like an, an ironic thing but actually it just becomes part of your life yeah oh totally i started saying sick when i was I, I can tell you the like the exact lesson i was in when i started yeah. saying sick take the mickey out of someone and now it's yeah. it's probably the most used word in my vocabulary 100 percent. yeah definitely yeah, um yeah i think that the the kind of the rock industry um mm. are definitely a lot more aware of this recently because you know, yeah. in recent years like it's you know it's come out that a lot of people are you know abusing their power and their yeah. kind of fame um so people are, are a lot more aware of it now yeah. than they were say five years ago um mm-hmm. which is promising it's a shame that it took it you know we had to go to some extremes to get exactly, there but, yeah. yeah yeah no that's the thing it's like you say like it's you know even up until what a few weeks ago you, you're hearing all these different stories and stuff of of stuff happening in the rock scene and mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah. that it's down to i think again like at deeper levels it's you know it's down to this fandom and and this like you say abuse of power and yeah the power that these bands have over their fans is, mm. is crazy yeah. um you know as examples if they're sort of teaching these young boys or whatever that it's fine to do that then you know that's that's a lesson they're going to take with them so like yeah. you say i think the definitely the rock scene's becoming more woke but yeah it's a, it's about spreading that message and and making mm. it clear that you know just because your favorite rock star has has been a, a bit of an asshole yeah <laughs> um you know it's it's still not cool um to do that and it's more cool to be to speak up about it it's like you know it's more cool to to be open about it and to spread yeah. the message and to make people aware so definitely is yeah for sure yeah Okay, that fills me with some sort of hope. <laughs> yeah, I think so, and yeah. I think it's good that I think it's good that um, yeah, like the thing is, there are charities out there. Like I never made this study into into an actual thing. I think mm. I might one day when I've got yeah. the time and an effort. But yeah, there's people out there that are fighting our corner and you know yeah. and making it safe, safer, safer place for for young yeah. girls and well, women in general to. Um, to be so yeah, yeah. It's, there's definitely there's definitely hope and i think with everything like even all different sort of systems of oppression and whatever i think everything is going to boil down to, to how our kids are, are educated yeah um yeah. so yeah i think you know we might have been a bunch of failures but <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps there's hope for the future yeah yeah maybe we can just bring up kids to not be as much of a loser as us right exactly <laughs> that's that you know that would be that would be great yeah. <laughs> hey Kathy hey Jamie how's it going it's going really well how are you 
I'm all right. Yeah, pretty good. I'm settling into uh, lockdown 2.0. Yeah, like I feel, I feel comfortable of, now. Absolutely. I'm kind of quite enjoying lockdown 2.0. It's like a really yeah. good excuse to kind of hibernate a little bit. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like lockdown in winter is going to be a lot better than lockdown in summer. You know, yeah, I was not looking forward to it. But now I'm just like, yeah, I can do this. Like, yeah, some candles. Let's put some music on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I wanted to get you on to talk about your award-winning product, Wild yeah. One. Do you want to yeah. tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you say, Wild One has just won an award. Mm. This, Congrats. Um, September. Thank you so much. It won in the feminine care category of the Janie Loves 2020 Platinum Awards, mm-hmm. which is kind of in for the natural health and beauty industry. So we're really delighted for that. So Wild One is a it's certified vegan and organic with Vegan Society and soil association in the uk mm-hmm. it's a water and herb based lubricant i designed it to be really specifically kind to female intimate tissues to female so it's really suitable for female bodied people vagina owners basically yeah yeah the way that i can describe it from my own use of it i guess is that it's just it feels very very natural i designed it to be kind of as close to real feel as possible okay and it just feels quite comforting yeah on the on this on the tissues basically on the skin just from own personal experience and that of my clients a lot of lubricants can sting like after a short period either kind of when you first use them or like after you've been kind of just using them for a while and in a session and then you can just kind of get this irritation or stinging or something like that and I'm like that really isn't the point I think especially for women or people who are identifying as women using a lubricant can be quite a lot stigmatized more than it can be if Mm. you're like looking specifically for like an anal lube or something which we all kind of take for granted is needed yeah I just wanted to something because women at all points in their lives it's not just for like if you're going through menopause or premenopause, postmenopause. Women at all points in their lives are going to get a benefit from using a good quality lubricant, and mm. I wanted to ensure there was something out there that was really like speaking to my clients, basically. So in my it's not really my other life, but I'm also a medical herbalist, and I specialise yeah. in helping women with uh, vaginal health. Yeah. And so it was kind of really speaking to women in my clinic and just seeing the amount of women that were get getting these kind of irritations, not even using using lube necessarily but just getting irritations from sex then the amount of women that were getting and reporting to me about irritations after using lubricant and just being like oh this isn't for me you know yeah I was just like no we need to do something about this (laughs) yeah so so in general then do you think that like off the shelf lubricant is a bit harsher than a bit less friendly to sensitive skin yeah it really 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 depends because there's some really good other brands out on the market there's some natural um, brands there's some really big brands that might be suitable for people I'm not saying they're not suitable but just speaking to women kind of confidentially Mm. (laughs) about using some of those um, lubricants there is quite a high unreported incidents of irritation right. and women are just like oh it's not for me it's again it's another one of the things where we make our bodies wrong it's not the product it's the it's our bodies that are the problem right? and it's often not the case you know so I think there's such a range out there I, I can't make a sweeping statement and it's obviously I speak to a lot of women about their vaginal health because that's what I do <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm seeing probably like a disproportionately high number of people. If you don't have a problem with your um, vaginal health, you're probably not going to be kind of seeking me out. Let's say, mm, but right. uh, a lot of the women that I'm talking to, all as a kind of by the by, they're like, "Oh, actually, yeah. Now I've got you. Let me tell you about this thing that happened to me." Right. Okay. 
And it's really surprising. It's just not something that people speak about. Yeah, sure. So how, how in terms of like the vegan side of things then, is that quite a rare thing in the world of lubricant? I think it's quite rare for it to be certified as vegan. So obviously to be vegan, you need um, not only to have non-animal ingredients, which I think the majority of lubricants don't have animal ingredients, yeah. for it then to ensure that all the testing and things that go on are under conditions where non-animal models are used and kind of that whole production process is kind of certified as a vegan process. Yeah, which you went through, right, with your product? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. it was both really important to myself and uh, my co-founder that it was going to be vegan. It's kind of one of mm. our core kind of like life principles, I guess. Yeah. Just the concept of animal suffering is just mad especially <laughs> especially when we have the technology just to avoid it yeah and i'm sure that there are other lubricants out on the market that probably if they went through that process would also come out as being vegan but we it was really really core cool to us um, as one of our brand values to really make sure and then really state that really be able to state that as well so people really knew what they were buying with the product you know and yeah same sure the um, organic yeah sure so what would you say to someone then who doesn't have much experience with lube and is interested in trying it I mean wow. apart from apart from buy a wild one I mean it depends who you are and where you're using it first of all so really yep. interestingly if you're using it for vaginal sex as opposed to anal sex well both of those places have got different pHs so first of all you want to use a lubricant that has got a pH match for the area that you're using it in then as well if you're thinking about maybe it's really important to you about the chemicals that go into your body right maybe for some people they're not that concerned about it but if you are if you're looking kind of actually both areas they're both really really like anal and vaginal or really absorbent areas of the body so basically what you're putting onto those intimate tissues is going to be absorbed into the bloodstream mm. to a degree to a percentage and that percentage changes depending on the individual so it's like then kind of looking at what the ingredients are now some quite a lot of lubricants actually can have the um, ingredient glycerin in it which sounds like it's supernatural right as in not supernatural but like as, it's really natural. <laughs> as in you mean like magic right <laughs> yeah right it's not a magic ingredient <laughs> and it's included in a lot of like skin preparations actually because it's what is called a humectant which draws water towards it and if you're using it in like a face cream or something that's a really desirable property because you want to kind of plump out the skin and moisturize the skin if you're using it in a lubricant product you're basically drawing out tissue uh, water from the tissues in that environment so you're drawing water out of the body into the product mm. and that is going to basically dry your vaginal tissues out oh, okay right glycerin also happens to feed um, candida albicans so if you turn towards thrush mm. that's something to bear in mind and it's really really common in a lot of water-based lubricants yeah also you want to think about like toy use you're planning on using toys are you going to use condoms so obviously like oil-based lubricants they're not compatible with like latex and materials of condom if you're going to use toys don't use a silicon lubricant because a lot of toys are made of silicon. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's quite a lot of things. That, yeah. If you yeah, I wouldn't have. Th I would never have thought there was this much to think about with lube. Like <laughs> there's so many. Uh, that you've just you've just given me so many examples of like how it could possibly go wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, and the point that we want to make is we want to make a lubricant that is going to go wrong, that isn't going to cause you any issues, that you know 
with safe to use with toys and with condoms that is going to have like a longevity and a natural feeling that isn't going to play havoc with your intimate ecology. Right, you know, yeah. we just want it to be as evidently suitable as possible so you can just get on and enjoy your experience. Yeah, yeah. You've not got to get out a bunch of bottles and try and figure out, right, okay, today we're doing silicon. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. And the thing is, um, a partner can buy a lubricant as a gift, you know, for their partner as well. And of course, you know, they just, they may be buying a brand that they've heard of or they go into a shop and they recommended something by like the store colleague and you don't necessarily have all that information about what's good and bad you know is this mm. going to work for your partner is this going to work for the toys or like you know any protection they want to use what have you and it, it, it can be quite complicated so we kind of wanted to really simplify that process we've got a few articles on our website actually if people want to learn a little bit more yeah so where, where can people find you then where's your what's your website and instagram and that stuff mainly hang out on instagram so yep. we're just into the wild and wild is spelled w-y-l-d-e or you can find us online at into the wild.com if you sign up you get 10% off your first order but for people who are already subscribed we're about to do a kind of Black Friday um, deal over this coming weekend where mm-hmm. you get up to 30% off however many leaves you order so cool. I don't know if that's relevant for when this podcast goes out <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah probably after Black Friday but it just means that you've all missed out and you need to you know jump on the subscription get get your newsletters signed up so you can get the next one right <laughs> yeah because you know we're always looking for fine ways to kind of give our customers what they want really so. yeah get get on the list (laughs) what are you afraid of all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex Jamie on Instagram uh, tell your friends about us leave a review on iTunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um, yeah it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye <laughs>